In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sin. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Comfort and defend us, gracious Lord. pray. O God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways, and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the third Sunday in Lent, Oculi, is from Exodus chapter 8. So the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, stretch out your rod and strike the dust of the land, so that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so. For Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and struck the dust of the earth, and it became lice on man and beast. 
All the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. Now the magicians so worked with their enchantments to bring forth lice, but they could not. So there were lice on man and beasts. Then the magicians said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them, just as the Lord had said. And the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh as he comes out to the water. Then say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me. Or else, if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants, on your people and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and also the ground on which they stand. And in that day I will set apart the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there, in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall be. And the Lord did so. Thick swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh, into his servants' houses, and into all the land of Egypt. The land was corrupted because of the swarms of flies. This is the word of the Lord.
The epistle is from Ephesians chapter 5. Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all cleanness of covetousness, let it not be even named among you as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 11th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus was casting out a demon, and it was mute. So it was, when the demon had gone out, that the mute spoke, and the multitudes marveled. But some of them said, he casts out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Others, testing him, sought from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? Because you say, I cast out demons by Beelzebub. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. 
But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest, and finding none, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. And it happened as he spoke these things, that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you, and the beast's breasts which nursed you. But he said, More than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said, If I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. This is the word of the Lord. Satan is rarely bold and brazen in the life of a Christian until he finally succeeds in destroying faith in Christ. This is what the kingdom of Satan is about. Unbelief. Rejection of God. And the kingdom of God is about faith and the victory over sin, death, and hell. Satan uses good things to lead us to bad things. He uses God's word, but he twists it to his own ends. He uses lies and subtle deception to destroy faith in Christ. He is then content to replace faith with any other belief system. And it doesn't matter what it is, as long as it is not absolute reliance upon Christ. He uses the popular opinions of the world to which our sinful flesh is so easily allied. He uses things that many people accept as true. He claims to be motivated by love and concern for others. But he is out to destroy God's good creation. He appeals to the appetites of the flesh but dresses up these desires as noble virtues to follow one's heart, to be true to oneself. He is always tempting us to rely upon ourselves, to take the easy path, to avoid suffering at all costs, and to risk nothing. The subtle deceptions of the evil one. That in part, under today's gospel reading, is what I want to talk to you about today. For me, personally, as both a Christian and a pastor, the devil subtly caresses my human weaknesses to move me away from God's word. Follow your appetites. You are, after all, a free man in Christ. It's good to clean the garage, do yard work, or engage in a myriad of tasks that I must do as pastor. Busyness is a friend, however, of the evil one especially when the busyness 
prevents me from praying or from studying or from meditating upon God's word. This is the one thing needful and the only access to Christ and the kingdom of God. Sometimes God's word calls me to preach and teach what your flesh and my flesh do not want to hear. But I would rather be liked than speak the truth. Don't rock the boat. If you do, people will think you're unloving. Be careful. You have many other things to be concerned about. This can wait for another time. These are the subtle attacks of the evil one upon me. Perhaps you can relate to them in your own life. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Missouri Synod Lutherans, at least, are good at defending the authority and the inspiration of the Bible, that it is the inspired and inerrant word of God, while the Bible is kept safely on a shelf and rarely looked at. We come to church all too often, expecting not to hear, but to be entertained, rather than killed and raised to new life in Christ by a word of law and a word of gospel. Our lives are filled with activities, and many of them are crucially important, but they all too easily become excuses to avoid hearing what we cannot live without. Another subtle attack is when good is called evil, and evil is called good. It's all around us in our society. And when the barrage of such teaching becomes incessant, it is so easily to fall prey to it. If you defend the life of the unborn, you have no compassion for the mother or even for the child that might be unwanted. Murder becomes an act of mercy. And if you believe that God's word and the biology that he has created determines what it is to be a man and a woman, a male or a female, or that marriage is between a man and a woman, then you're a bigot and you have no love for others. Keep your opinions to yourselves. Faith is a personal matter, not to be confessed or shared outwardly. For love's sake, accept whatever they want you to be and to endorse. In the gospel for today, Jesus cast a demon out of a man who was mute. And in so doing, he was accused of being Beelzebub, the prince of the demons. And because of what Jesus did, 
when he spoke the word and when he delivered those who were in bondage to evil, this man deserves to die. Who wants to hear that? Who wants to buck the trend? Who wants to live as an oddball in the culture? Who wants rejection? Unbelief is all around us. And it is a part of the kingdom of Satan in the sinful flesh. Don't let them hear God's word. He knows that if we hear, we cannot be destroyed. In the gospel for today, Jesus speaks of the devil as a strong man who protects his goods. That is to say, those things in this world which he, by his lies and deceit, have enslaved as his own. But then Jesus says there is a stronger man who binds Satan. And that is our Lord Jesus. Left to ourselves, we are no match for the evil one, but for us fights the valiant one. Jesus saves from the power of the evil one. And in today's gospel, it is Jesus who is running the verbs, doing the action. He casts out the demon. He opened the mouth of the mute man. He drove out the evil one by the finger of God. He came upon Satan, fully armed monster who was guarding his palace and whose goods were in peace, and Jesus overpowered him. He stripped Satan of all his armor. He divided his spoils, cleansed the man of the unclean spirit, and swept the house clean. Jesus' warning about the seven demons. I want you to understand it. Once a person becomes a Christian, we become sevenfold the enemy of the evil one. He loves to keep in his bondage those who have never known him. He loves more to destroy the faith of those who did. And so he warns us of how the unclean spirit would seek to return with seven other spirits more wicked than himself to reclaim what Christ has redeemed. Be warned, but do not be afraid. Greater is he that is in you than all of the hosts of the evil one in the kingdom of darkness. Jesus made a promise. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. To hear is to believe, to receive. The image of the strong man in today's gospel is a powerful one. Jesus, throughout scripture, is seen in images and pictures. Like the staff of Moses that was used to visit the plagues upon Egypt. 
in the third and fourth plague, the magicians of the occultic gods of Egypt could not duplicate these miracles. This is the finger of God, they confessed, and they were right. David slew Goliath with a sling and a stone of God's word. Jesus is like Samson, who pulled down the pillars of the Philistine temple, fulfilling God's word. And in the act of Samson's death, he won a greater victory over the gods of the Philistines than in his life. These are all images intended to capture theological truths. We speak of Jesus redeeming us from the power of Satan. What is that power? When we fell into sin by turning away from God's word, God's word became Satan's power to condemn us to hell and separate us from God forever. When Jesus became man, the stronger man, he snatched us from the power of Satan by being condemned to hell in our place as God's word demanded, thereby crushing Satan's power. Jesus is the stronger man, stronger than Satan, because he suffered the death for your sin. In that act, you are free. Satan has no authority over you. And by the blessed word of God, full and complete deliverance from every assault and attack of the evil one is given to you. His word gives life. His word is the finger of God because it drives Satan back to hell. Christ has paid the price. He has died my death. The authority of God's word is Jesus. His death in your place, whereby he robbed Satan of every word of authority to condemn you, having fulfilled the word himself. The blessedness of hearing God's word comes not from what we do, but from what Jesus does. The blessedness of God's word comes from how God's word binds Satan, overpowers him, muzzles his accusations, and clothes us with the impenetrable armor of Christ's righteousness. And the Lord's word is truth. And Satan cannot gainsay that word. The blessedness of hearing God's word comes from how God's word clothes us afresh each day with the defensive armor of what Christ has done for us. At the end of today's gospel, a woman cried out, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts which nursed you. And that was blessed, to be the Virgin Mary, to be honored with such a privilege to carry the word made flesh in her womb. But Jesus says there is something even greater for you 
and what you have received. Yea, rather, he says, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. That is to say, receive it, trust it, stake one's entire life in time and eternity upon it. This promise of Jesus is not about what we do, but about what Christ does in and through and around us by his word. His word is everything. His word blesses you, binds Satan, delivers eternal righteousness to you, and is your safety, the anchor of your soul. There is no greater comfort and no greater power than when the stronger man speaks. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Let us confess the faith with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. We give you thanks that the blessed one, Jesus Christ, has heard the word of God and kept it, and continues to keep us firm in his word and faith until we die. Guard the souls of your people against the demons who afflict the world. Arm your Christians with spiritual weapons. Enable them to pursue Christian virtue. Sharpen their tongues with the words of Christ and overthrow all the power of the devil. Lord, in your mercy, Almighty God, Pharaoh hardened his heart and refused to heed your judgments against Egypt and refused to repent of his evil. Just as you delivered your people of old through the deathly waters of the Red Sea, you have delivered Steve Lesage, Dave Nischke, Sarah Prom, Janine Walentowski, and all the baptized through the living waters of holy baptism. Give your church godly patience to hear your words of rebuke in faith, to repent of our sins, and to receive the forgiveness which you eagerly stretch out to us. Lord, in your mercy, Father in heaven, you call mothers and fathers to walk in love and to lead their children in the way of light. Christ has given himself up for his church 
and established a beautiful order for us, for husbands and wives to imitate. Grant this to John and Samantha Bender and to all families, protecting them from the plague of sin and strengthening them to flee all immorality and vice. Keep safe the newly born Caleb John Kruger until the day of his birth from above by your saving word in and with the water. Instill in families a repentant spirit and a lively hope. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, creator of all things, you govern our world for the good of your people by your finger. Direct the hearts of our nation's leaders and teach them to respond faithfully to the dangers and disasters that arise. Lead them to humble themselves under your hand and serve their people sacrificially, just as Christ has loved the church and given himself up for her. Provide us with the daily bread of seasonable weather, preserve us from plague and famine, and enrich us by the fruitfulness of the earth according to your gracious design. Lord, in your mercy. Holy Father, you have given us your own spirit in our baptism into Christ. Defend us from all spiritual attack. Guard us in body and soul. Help those afflicted by any adversity, especially Mark Gretzinger undergoing medical testing for undiagnosed medical issues, Larry Haga and Don Friedrich recovering from surgery, Dennis Michaelis, Jim Weber in hospice care, and Gabby Hartwig, Mike Ferguson, Peyton Locklear, Jamie Lynn Martin, Kathy Miller, and Heather Peters in cancer treatment. Lead them to renewed strength and peace with full confidence that through the triumph of Christ's resurrection, you have kept their souls, delivered them, and forgiven their sin. Lord, in your mercy. Blessed Lord, lift up our eyes and turn them to you. Have mercy on us who are desolate and afflicted. Give us continual opportunities to hear your word and to taste and see the bread and wine which you have invited us to eat and to drink. Grant us to hear and keep your word in faith that we may worthily receive the true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and so be given your eternal blessing, receiving inheritance in the kingdom of Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, 
Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the holy supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Peace.